Welcome to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company. I'm your host, Joel Silverstone. Thank you for joining us today on Shared Experience Extravaganza. And if you're keeping track, it's number three. And today we're talking about connecting the dots in leadership, where we're going to look back and recap for you the major themes that came through that you're going to be able to now influence with your communication skills, build your awareness, and most importantly, connect those dots in leadership. And now, of course, you can't have a shared experience extravaganza without our guest today, Joy Newhold, co-owner of the Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company. Joy, how are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. I always look forward to these episodes where we can share some of our best learning moments with our listeners. And I'll say the, these episodes, there's some good ones. There really is. And we're going to be exploring how we think, how we can lead, how the future may look, how we can connect, how we can be better presenters, and how we can adapt. And I love the how we can adapt because we may not have all the answers. Thank you again, Joy, for being with us because uh, I want your perspective as you are a leader uh, and as a business owner, uh, you've listened to these episodes and you've mentioned to me before certain things that have really stood out for you from some of these episodes. So we're going to share with you listeners today some of the aha, some of the takeaways from each episode, and also we'll get Joy's perspective on uh, what she got from the episode or how she was even able to apply some of the ideas and thoughts that came out of the episodes. So Joy, if you're ready, let's start with how we think. And this was how to use neuroscience to feel more confident with our guest, Diane Crawford. And it was about how we think and what we could do to build or change our habits or change our self-talk. And uh, what really set up for that episode was, you know, one of the ways to have confidence is to be realize that our thoughts don't control us. Um, and our mind doesn't know the difference between real or imaginary. It only knows what we tell it. And this was a major theme that Diane was talking. But another theme that, that Diane shared with us, which is, I think, really important, we're in the learning business, so we're we're all about getting people to to come in because they want to grow, they want to learn. And that was one of the keys about neuroscience and feeling more confident, is training the brain to grow and learning to have that better control. But more importantly, get out of our comfort zone to do different things like she was talking about taking a different route home or uh forcing you to be more focused not just on cruise control and i i think that's really important um so speaking of how we think joy what what were some of your thoughts on on this episode yeah like um we want to build new habits mm -hmm. and to me i think you hear very commonly in many companies we've always done it this way mm-hmm but at Great Canadian, um, we're always talking about change, uh, adapting our next goals. I feel it's twofold for us. As a training company, we want to stay current. As a technology company, software and technology is always changing. Uh, absolutely. The technology, you, we, we we all grew up in seeing there was always a different version of Microsoft. And, and that's that's happening even faster as technology is going at the current pace. Um, and as, as, you know, on the professional skills side, everything that's happening in the hybrid world to back to work to everything that we've been dealing with, uh, it is so important to continue to work on that. And we have to stay current with what is happening in the industry and be relevant. So back to that, how we think, which is don't just stay where you're at, continue to challenge yourself, continue to be curious and continue to challenge your brain and there will be growth. So as we talk about 
how we think. Let's move now into more um, sort of the abstract, which is how we connect a bit more about the emotional side. And this was uh, our episode on getting started with business storytelling with Rance Green. And what's so interesting about storytelling um, is that it's a great way to create connection with others in business, but also as a way to be able to motivate, to inspire, even to persuade your audience. So we've got the facts, but a lot of times we need to be able to connect it to an emotion. And the stories do that. They bring life to the data and it creates an emotional connection for the audience. And if you go back and listen to this episode, you'll hear how Rants can create a framework for you on how to deliver the story and, and what is the goal of telling the story. Is it to connect? Is it to inspire? Is it to guide? Is it to persuade? And Joy, this makes me think of of uh, our senior software instructor here at um, at Great Canadian Training, uh, Christine Irons. That when she teaches Excel or PowerPoint or Word as some examples, what I always love that she does is it's not just you know paint by the numbers. Here you go, put it into square four, <laughs> put it into this. It's she brings and goes. All right, let's do this Excel, but let's let's think that we've got to uh, create like a, a back to work party, or we have to create this document because of this, that there's, there's a reason, there's a purpose for why we're creating this document and it gets people immediately involved. And I think that's one of the keys about storytelling. Um, how do you see this about maybe to connect or to inspire using, using this idea, these ideas, Joy? Yeah. If it's possible, I don't like just giving people tasks if it's possible, because it obviously depends on what the task is. I like to explain why. If it's possible, I like to explain how it's part of the goal as a company or what we're trying to achieve here by doing this task. Uh, Rant said to connect or maybe even inspire. Nobody nobody wants it exactly, Joy. I think it, you know what you're saying what you and what you're displaying is nobody wants to just do something because it's transactional they need to know how this fits into the company's mission or the values or the sense of purpose we all want to feel that we're working towards something and um i like your reasoning about it. it's not just giving someone a task it's how does this fit into the the picture so they feel connected and inspired which leads us then into how do we lead? <laughs> because um, we've got David Kelly, who's the CEO of the Learning Guild, and he was very generous. To, we did a two-parter episode uh, to share with the nine behaviors of leadership. So I like what he said about your business card or your LinkedIn title may say leader, but that doesn't mean you are one, dot, dot, dot yet. <laughs> and so I was discussing those leadership buzzwords as we even just talked about, you know, neuroscience and storytelling. And the nine were integrity, innovation, confidence, communication, decision-making, visionary, listening, empathy, and problem-solving. And you can hear why we had to do it into two-parters. And he gave us some tangible skills for each one that you can do um, to get to that place where you have a better understanding. And Joel, you and I have discussed many times about a lot of people now are new to management and haven't necessarily gotten the training or the uh, or the learning on how to do that. And I like that we were able to break down some of these buzzwords of leadership and give them the skills. You know, for yourself, you know, 20 years in business as, as a leader, what resonated for you or, or maybe, you know, what is still even a work in progress for you? Yeah, visionary to me is ongoing. I think all leaders have a vision, right? You're not going to lead a business without having one. Uh, David said it's how you get your teams and people to see it and be part of it. So I always try to communicate the steps 
to how we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, leadership is a is a, is definitely a work in progress. We're always growing. Sure. Um, I liked how he said. Sometimes we think of it as like you either have it or you don't have these skills. Mm. But I mean, truthfully, I think some people naturally have some of these skills, right? But really, um, it's something that we have to work on and improve, just just like a muscle. Yeah. And uh, so then we have to keep working on it. When he broke down the communication, specifically, he broke it down into listening and empathy, um, two different skills. And and I think, as you said, Joy, a lot of people would believe I'm a pretty good listener. I'm pretty good empathetic, uh, pretty good at empathy. And um, as we both know, we we've seen a lot of people go go through these courses. Uh, we've worked. We've seen a lot of different companies, and it it is an ongoing um, exercise. And as David said. One of the things about listening was not to say, oh, I can fix that. And one of the exercises we do in so much of our communication skills is is learn to listen without solving the problem. And I'm always amazed at how challenging that is for people to have to be really present and not be thinking ahead uh, and to just listen without solving or without asking a question afterwards to be focused on what is important to that person, which ties in so much to empathy. And those two, as a leader, when they're able to display those, it goes so much further uh, for them because they're creating that trust and they're creating that relationship. Let's go now. If you're ready, Joy, we're going to strap in. We're going to do into our time machine and we're going to go into the future. So here we go. We're jumping into our rocket ship because we're talking about virtual reality um, and it's happening now. It's it's And it was our soft skills and virtual reality with Betty Danowitz how the future may look, especially in learning and training. And this was very specific about a program that she was talking about and using virtual reality in a way to practice soft skills. And, um, you know, what I like about that is I always think uh, I love personally when you're looking at a website and there's a chat bot there and it's like, oh, phew, (laughs) a chat bot, not a real person. So I can ask that stupid question. (laughs) And that was really one of the things that came out of the VR was the idea of safety. And this is a good takeaway for us in the world of of learning that as learners, people do want to feel safe um, to try things out and not feel that they're being judged or that they're being assessed. And uh, that was a real takeaway that we could take from the future of this virtual reality and even put into real world, you know, currently where we're at. Now, Joy, you started this company as a technology company. Uh, so I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this episode. So personally, I love technology. I love hearing about innovation. The theory behind their technology was really intriguing. So you're you're in a virtual reality, you're playing out a soft skills scenario. You could redo that scenario if you didn't, you know, like how you did or or how you presented. Um, and and this is interesting too. You have a computer evaluating you. Um, and then you guys kind of made the point, which I thought was interesting too. Being in a virtual reality, you're not gonna have distractions mm. like your phone. Um, and and so this type of virtual reality technology continues to evolve and improve. And I think we can expect to see more applications of it in the field of training and evaluation. And you mentioned talking about, you know, presentation. So um, how we present the ideas, which leads us into, uh, we had a four part series here on uh, presentation skills. And uh, we covered a a lot of bases with this four part series. 
but Joy, this was your idea. Let's to end to let's have a podcast and let's do four part series on on presentation skills. So, uh, what was your what was your thinking behind that? Sure. So I've seen a gap between the connection between technical skills. So, mm-hmm. for example, creating an impactful PowerPoint slide deck, and then the soft skills side, being a presenter, giving an engaging, motivating presentation. So this year, we actually launched our great series Mm -hmm. that are courses combining technology with soft skills in one course. And so we thought it'd be great to share this with you in a four part presentation series. Yeah, we, we we really we really broke it down into different different versions that whether it be technical or presentation side or fear of public speaking, and then it ended with our our top ten tips. Uh, but our first one was was with Rhonda Scarf, and um, uh, you know such a dynamic speaker. And we thought, why don't we start our first episode with someone who's an accomplished speaker as Rhonda and get some insights into into her journey, um, how she got into this. Um, and how she's figured out how to make this feel comfortable and natural for herself. And uh, Joy, you you're you're quite familiar with Rhonda. Uh, let's get your thoughts on on Rhonda, and then I'll I'll give some of my perspective as well in this episode. Sure. Yeah. She's she's one of her training partners. She's great. I love. She's so quick on her feet. She really knows her material when she presents, and you can see it in the episode. She loves being around people, and she loves speaking, which is yeah. great. Um, I thought how she prepared was really unique. So she said she starts with the title, then she does the marketing blurb, then she works out her presentation with the slide deck. She never writes the whole thing out. Um, She just puts in keywords like story about dad, uh, or she might put in stats because she said that's usually the thing she's going to forget is is the math or the specific numbers. Right. Uh, And what I really liked hearing her process was, I was like, I think it just shows you there's no perfect way to prepare, right? Everyone yeah. has their own way. You just got to figure out yours. Um, so, so Joel, I'm going to ask you as a presenter, you do speaking yeah. engagements, you you train, you coach. How do you prepare? Well, what really resonated for me from Rhonda's episode, and I was like, oh, I'm not the only one who does this, uh, was that Rhonda's cheat sheet where she prints up the slide, the, the slide deck, like nine slides per page. Um, and I, I do that as well, which is, uh, and you mentioned this too, which is, you know, writing a note, like this is the dad story, or this is the data story. And I'll do that under each slide. I'll, I'll have triggers for me, so to speak, to, to be able to remember that. Um, and Joy, what you said also was, was really good about presentation is that there's no perfect way to do it. Uh, there is better things that we can do. And, um, you know, part of, part of coming to do a course, let's say, uh, on presentation skills is to not find the perfect way to do it, but to find the way that you feel most comfortable to do it that is still engaging and compelling for your audience. And that's that's really the goal to find that right balance. And as Rhonda shared her journey about uh, what she did with that, um, and for her, her big part was to make sure that she really connects with the audience before going on stage. She sits with them, she meets them, talks to them, and really tries to personalize it. And that I think really spoke a lot about that Rhonda is trying to create a personal experience and that what's what makes her really comfortable and connect with her audience. Um, so we got two perspectives on how we prepare. And Joy, I'd, I'd love to know your thoughts on how you prepare. 
So mine's not as exciting <laughs> as you guys, but um, I either basically do a brain dump and then organize all my material. It depends. Again, I always say it, but I was like, it kind of depends what I'm doing. Or I, I write out all the main points. I reorder them till they're in the order that I want. Then I tweak them and build everything around that. And then I continue to tweak as I rehearse. Yeah, going back to it's not about perfection. It's about how can I keep making this better? And so that's exactly what I'm hearing from from that, Joy, which is uh, I've got it. Keep working on it. Keep working until I find that I'm I'm really comfortable now and I feel really prepared to present. Which takes us to our second episode, which was we did a little something different here. Um, we brought in uh, our head software, hard technical training instructor, Christine Irons. We brought in our other co-owner, John Newhall, to host it. Uh, and then that gave me the opportunity to talk from just the soft skills side of presenting. And um, we called it What Makes a Great Presentation, combining what's the best way to use MS PowerPoint and then how do you present it with a confident and engaging delivery style? So it's that the combination of the technical and soft skills. Uh, and as we said, it's not about getting it perfect, but it's how to bring out the best in your presentation. Um, so Joy, um, love to hear your thoughts on uh, on what, you know, you had a chance to hear Christine and John and myself uh, sharing what makes a great presentation. So uh, let's, maybe that, maybe that ties into the great series as well. Yeah, like I appreciate Christine explained. So the example she uses, yes, we do the the technical side, right? Right. Someone says, how do you insert a slide? How do you, you know, insert bullets? So absolutely, that's an important part of the training. But let's go a step back. Why would you insert bullets mm. here to display your information, right? So what is the best practices? What is the theory behind doing certain things? Uh, one of the other points she brought out is, each slide should really only be focusing on one point. So let's say you're doing a presentation, there's two points. So really you need to create two slides to do that, right? Because the, the slide deck is not the presentation. Um, and so I think Christine, even in that interview, you can kind of tell she's always sharing best practices, tips and tricks and everything, um, which is important on the technical side. Christine and I are working together on this great series, which is you spend one morning working on the technical side and then the afternoon working with me on the on the presentation side is that we, we're both coming with the same idea, which is uh, the slide doesn't tell the whole story. Uh, you are you have to have an idea uh, and an intention behind each story. And as you said, each slide, sorry. And as you said, even the bullet points that there's relevance and it's not overwhelming your audience. It's um, how to continue to keep them engaged. Uh, with that, which uh, Christine and I both agree on, which is the main idea, whether you're doing it visually with the technical side and how you structure that or how you structure your the conversation piece, how you're going to bring this to life. Now, one of the challenges, of course, of bringing it to life is you might be a little nervous to speak in public. There might be some public speaking fear, which apparently is the number one fear. Death is number two. So we brought in Melina Nakos on how great speakers overcome their fears. Um, you know, do we have a fear? Do we feel anxious when it comes to sp public speaking? Um, as Joy, as we've met many people, you're not alone if you feel that way. We're all nervous to speak publicly. Um, and so this episode, it was great because we were able to share some of the tips and techniques uh, to get past those nerves because it is. It's it's how do you make the uncomfortable feel more natural and how do you start to change uh, 
your story around that. Uh, Melina gave us some great tips. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, but you know, Joy, for yourself, what? How do you how do you deal with the, the nerves of, me, of speaking publicly? Before I open my mouth to speak, I always take a deep breath. Mm. So it probably looks like I'm just taking a slight uh, pause before I start talking. But I always feel the worst thing is if you feel like you're gasping for breath right at the beginning, it takes a while to kind of recover from that. Yes. Breathing is, uh, that's great that you're, you're aware of that because so many people are not. And then when you're breathing, you're giving uh, your brain oxygen, which it needs to be able to think straight, to be able to manage your nerves. And just a simple act of just taking a few deep breaths before you start speaking does a lot to the, to your adrenaline and just calms it down and gives the oxygen and the blood flowing to your brain a chance to, to get there and you're not cutting it off. So that's, that's a great self-awareness. And there's something that, um, uh, Melina talks a lot about, which is to uh, breathing and and how how you do prepare, um, which ties into we get into our our top ten great presentation tips in twelve minutes. And this was the episode where I shared uh, to me what I believe are the top ten tips, um, having coached hundreds of, of leaders in how to present, and myself being a, a speaker as well. Uh, to narrow it down to what are the you know the ten things that one needs to walk away with, uh, Joy, I'll I'll share a little bit more. But uh, you know what for yourself and listening to that episode, uh, what are may- what's maybe a thought for yourself that came out of that? Yeah, so so Joel, you you train, you coach, you speak, right? So so one of the things you always do, the the points you you always do, we we see it in all these things. Uh, keep the audience engaged ask Mm. questions, check in, give them an activity, make sure it's relevant to your audience. This is relevant to you because, or even better, do you see yourself using it? Maybe I can even give examples of where they're going to use it to make sure they understand it and see how it applies to them. Well, thank you, Joy. Uh, And that that is true because, uh, you know, I could think back to myself sitting in the audience or even being in school, um, we're always asking ourselves the same question. Is it, you know, why is this important? How is this going to make my work better or my life better? Uh, And as an audience member, we're continuously asking ourselves these questions. And so when you could be very focused on your audience to how, how can I make sure, you know, why should they care, which is such an important part of your presentation. If you're focused on your, the needs of your audience, what do they need at this moment? Not what do I need to say, but what do they need? That takes a lot of the pressure off of yourself from the public speaking standpoint. But also, if they're engaged, they're intrigued, they're compelled, um, they are seeing value in this. And the other thing I'm going to share from this was uh, the idea of it's not just having your slide deck ready. It's not just that you have your notes ready and your ideas ready. It's also how ready are you? And so it's the before you even start, the start strong in a sense. And it starts with the idea of how do I get my body warmed up? How do I get my voice warmed up? And Joy, as you shared, breathing as, a, as an example. But all that has to be ready to go. So as soon as you're ready to speak, the voice and the body are ready to 
go. And that's going to have a huge effect on your mindset. And the final note about all this is what are the big points they should remember? So this is kind of wraps up all of our presentation skills. Um, but whether we're doing the slide deck or we're doing our ideas or as you know, Rhonda or Melina had shared or Christine had shared is again, Keep it simple and focus on the core message. What are the two or three main points that the audience should take away from this uh, training or from this meeting or from this presentation? And that was one of the reasons why we always have at our podcast, we always have our, our three stars, no trois étoiles. So that same thing is what are the three takeaways from this podcast? Because people will remember things in threes and it helps keep you honest in your presentation. Um, and speaking of a great series, I just want to, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but uh, we do have a, another series coming up as well, right? In uh, in 2023, Joy? Yeah, we do. I'm really excited. Uh, we're going to do Becoming a Great Team with Microsoft Teams and Team Building. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun um, to because it it kind it's kind of speaks about the virtual reality in the world. Our our world is becoming virtual, um, but at the same time, we still need to have that connection with each other. So it's combining how to use the technology of MS Teams and how do you continuously connect with each other. And so we'll be doing some team building exercises you could do virtually and that you could do in person as part of that great series. This leads us to our final episode that we talked about this year in 2022, and it ties everything together here, which is how, how do we adapt? Um, how, Joy, we've seen so many people now going into new roles and new leadership and new responsibilities. Um, and we had the great guest for it, Caroline Cohen, who was in a in a completely different role and then switch roles and switch responsibilities and was in a new leadership role. And she just said it all the, the saying that goes on the t-shirt, which is you don't have to know it all. Um, and you do have to know something, but you don't have to know it all. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about that, but as Caroline said, you, you don't have to know it all. Um, but there are some things that she discussed, such as how she adapted and how important, you know, trust and delegation was, Let's, Joy, if you're ready, let's let's talk a little bit about the uh, adapting and, and then maybe I'll ask you a little bit more about delegating, but let's just start with, with adapting. Um, so how, how have you figured out how to adapt? Sure. So absolutely, you cannot know it all. That's not possible. Uh, she summed it, I thought she summed it up really well where she said you can have a lot of general knowledge and maybe specialize in a few things. Absolutely. It made me think, you know, whether you worked for a company for a long time or an or an uh, entrepreneur. I mean, most people have a network of people they can turn to, you know, whether it's internally or outside people that they know. And you can kind of get their advice or their opinions or thoughts. And a lot of those people will specialize in other things that are not your specialty. Mm -hmm. And and then what about like, um, do you have, because she talked about trusting her instincts. Do you have, do you... Because you know, because she has all this experience, so at one point she's able to trust her instincts. Th does that work for you? So that is personally who I I I trust my gut feeling, mm -hmm. but I also have more than twenty years experience doing this. I will never walk into a meeting being like, "Guys, let's mm -hmm. do this big, huge thing." It's a it's a gut feeling. Let's do it. I I may have a strong gut feeling, but I will always back it up and check the numbers, check the facts, and I'll mm -hmm. always have that information with me. 
and that that is true you know with experience you have to at one point just trust that you you have the instinct and the experience to be able to do that which may be an emotional part and then have the log make sure you have the logic to back it up with so that because people will believe that they need to see the numbers absolutely so speaking of you know the numbers and the trust um how do you delegate? Like, what are your thoughts? Let me not how do you what, what, let's get what, what are your thoughts, Joy, on delegating? Because as Caroline said, it's hard to let go, um, especially when you're in a new role. So what's your thoughts on, on delegating? Anytime a company like your role has changed or maybe the company's transitioning, usually delegating is required. I don't think it's easy for a lot of people, like you said, the letting go. Mm-hmm. Um, I know sometimes like, like you're delegating, it's just not working properly. So I like to take a step back and I'll and I'll think like, why isn't this flowing? Mm. Right. And 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 you look at it different ways. Is it how I'm communicating what needs to be done? Um, is there maybe not a clear process? No one's really a hundred percent sure when or how they're supposed to do their part and notify, you know, everyone else. Uh, and a lot of times we'll talk it out kind of as a team and people can say, these are the challenges I'm having, right? right? Or this isn't working. A lot of times we'll come up with a plan or work out like a, a process. And I think the other important thing is a lot of times you do have to go back on a regular basis and just double check. Hey, is this, is this working for everyone? Did we, you know, submit everything properly on time? Was, you know, you finished your part. Did the next person get notified for their part? Like this is all working. Oh, we need to tweak this. Okay. Okay. Let's adjust that. How could we change that? You know, it's it's an ongoing thing. It it is an ongoing thing, and you you see what works, and and as you said, it's, it's the communication. So how I communicate with certain people, how much information they need or don't need to be able to yeah. go ahead and and do the task, and you know that's one of the things we do in the delegation course is sort of looking at how much independence and how much skill is involved. Um, and decide where they sort of fit into that box of, you know, do I need to give them a lot of information? Do I need to check in more often, check in less? And so that's that's a great way, as you said, to also helps not just the process that they have a process, but also you have a for you to create your own process in how you delegate. Well, there we go. Uh, Joy, thank you so much as we did. Uh, <laughs> we recapped the major themes um, that hopefully uh, listeners, you're able to now to be able to influence through your communication skills um, and really connect those dots in the leadership, how we think, how we can lead, um, how the future may look, how we can connect, how we can be better presenters and how we can adapt. Uh, so I'll pass it over to you, Joy. But before we do, I just want to say, you know, listeners, thank you so much for again for joining us in 2022. Uh, and we hope that we, you know, our goal here for this podcast obviously is to bring you value in helping you be better communicators and better leadership and give you the skills and uh, that you need. And big part of the philosophy of great Canadian training. So Joy, thank you so much. I want to say thank you for being a supporter and a sponsor of the podcast to be able to bring this to our listeners. Uh, Joy, let me turn it over to you for some thoughts about maybe what's uh, what's coming up with uh, with Great Canadian or any thoughts that you might have. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me today. You know, Great Canadian, we had like a, a big year in 2022, lots of great things coming out, like our our great series and stuff. So all I'm going to say to our clients and our listeners, stay tuned. More stuff's coming in 2023, you know, including some really exciting episodes. Joel, if you want to tell everyone a little bit about some of the 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 stuff we're working on over here. 
That's right. Well, here I'll give the plug, which is, you know, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode and leave a rating or review. Um, but before I talk about the episodes, also just a reminder to, if you have any questions or any thoughts, to do email us at podcast at greatcanadiantraining.ca. Again, that's podcast at greatcanadiantraining.ca for any questions, thoughts, or comments you may have. Um, yeah, 2023, we've got a soft skills series as well as our team series. In our soft skills series, we're going to be looking at change management. We're going to be looking at empathy in business. It's needed more than ever with all the new managers and uh, new roles that we're doing. And also persuasion, persuasion in how we speak, but also in persuasion in how we write. And we're doing our teams series from the technical side to the team building side. And we've got some great guests and everything from leading complex teams to even uh, retention. So yeah, definitely looking forward to 2023 uh, episodes. Um Joy, thank you so much for being uh, our guest and sharing your your thoughts uh, on leadership and as well on the podcast episodes. Absolutely. Thanks, Joel. See everyone in 2023. All right. Thank you. Enjoy. Thank you for listening to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode and leave us a rating or review if you enjoyed this episode. Let's stay connected. Join us on LinkedIn at Great Canadian Training and Consulting. And if you want more free resources and our list of professional instructor-like courses from software to soft skills, then make sure to come on over to greatcanadiantraining.ca. If you have any questions or comments on the show, we'd love to hear from our listeners. Email us at podcast at greatcanadiantraining.ca. We'll see you next episode in our search for what makes a great communicator with our leadership and communication discussions and tips.